Hi. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Almost. Cheers. Happy almost New Year. Cheers. That went by really fucking fast. So fast. Have I ever told you about my first New Year's in New York, about how I almost wound up in the hospital? No, but (laughs) same. (laughs) So many niche overlapping experiences. Mine was that we partied in my house and we had a friend come over who made cocktails and much like yours, they are very strong and we all blacked out before midnight. I don't know. Two years ago. Oh. (laughs) Blacked out? Ran downstairs, drunkenly gave my doorman a charcuterie board and some champagne. He's a vegetarian and a germaphobe. He was like, oh, thank you. Didn't like it. Ran outside to go, happy new year in the street. A bike came right when the clock struck midnight flying at me and came literally a millimeter away. Like I felt a whoosh in my face. Like I touched the person and Colin pulled me back by my coat. Oh my God. This close. I thought you were going to say you ran out into the street and it was like 8 p.m. <laughs> and you're like, happy new year. And everyone's like, not yet. <laughs> no, I was just screaming happy new year as I almost got killed by a Jesus. speeding bag. Mine was because I was 18 and I bought tickets to go to a club, drank before leaving. Then on my way there, I poured out half of my Red Bull and put vodka in the can of the rest of it. Blacked out by the time I got there. <laughs> couldn't find... My ex-boyfriend, who I went with, I'm pretty sure I punched him in the face. And we did not make it to midnight. We were passed out before midnight. What time did you even arrive at the club? It's like 8 p.m. You're blacked out. No, I think it was like 9, 10. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't – I have no idea. I blacked out. I was 18. (laughs) I was 8. I was just – I don't know I was 8. Crazy. Like, have you ever heard of AA? (laughs) (laughs) What are your plans for New Year's? Okay, last year I wanted to do this and I didn't really do it. I have wanted a wholesome New Year's for a long time and I've never had one. I always wake up hungover as shit and I always do something that involves buying a ticket that was too expensive that I didn't Mm. have that fun of a time at. And I wake up dehydrated, just grasping for water and Advil. But that's the best. No. That's how January 1st is supposed to be. January 1st is not a real day. I want to wake up on January 1st and be like, wow, what a time to be here. And I want to (laughs) go get a juice. Wow. Hello, 2024. (laughs) I want to take my little convertible for a beach spin. I want to feel alive and well. Okay. What are your plans? I will be doing the exact opposite. (laughs) (laughs) I am going down to Palm Beach, Florida. Okay. New Year's. Well, it's not the complete opposite. You're getting a little... I'm getting... A little beach. Fucking hammered. Oh, okay. Um, Just going out with a big group. Going out to dinner. Big group dinner. Big going out. Don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be hungover. I know that. That is a for sure. One thing I can guarantee. I think it'll be very fun. I love the group. What I've learned about New Year's is to keep your expectations low. Yeah. I have spent too many years hyping up New Year's, hyping up the plans, being so excited and getting the outfit and buying the tickets and doing all this shit. Mm-hmm. And you end up waiting in line for three hours and never getting in and you're in there for 30 minutes. You can't get a drink. There's too many lines. You can't pee. You wore something stupid that is really hard to pee in. So everything is just wrong. And it's just you can't get to the bar. These $200 per person tickets need to include drinks. I am so tired of it being like one half coupe of champagne no, at I midnight. No, I just don't do them. You just don't go anywhere ticketed. Everything I, is ticketed, like all the big events. On a, yeah, I don't I do not do them. I refuse. Apartment parties are where it's at for New Year's Eve. A house party, an apartment party. I would rather be in someone's studio apartment and getting 
fucked up blasting music than going anywhere. I would rather travel above all else. I've spent one New Year's not in the U.S. And that was a story for another fucking time. Where? Tulum. Hmm. That's fun. I would love to do New Year's in Tulum. I think I told the story about how I was like borderline mm. kidnapped in Tulum. That was oh, that was New Year's. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, that's why all the ATMs are out of money and like everything right. is chaotic and crazy. But looking back on it now, I'm like, it would be really fun to party. I don't know. I think Paris would be beautiful for New Year's. Yeah. So somewhere like that. I'm into that. I'll get drunk then. I did India for New Year's. Whoa. Once. Yeah. What was that like? I went to Goa. I just popped in for New Year's. I was there for three days. <laughs> Random. Um, was this after Thailand or something? Why were you no, over there? Flew from New York to to India and back. By, by not by yourself. Um, an ex was there already traveling around India with his friend, and then flew me in for New Year's. Hmm. I was twenty four, twenty five. They were almost forty, and oh the more I one- learned, <laughs> <laughs> I need a pause. Needed sip. Okay. Um, one of them, like, didn't really drink. My ex was just not a big partier anymore because rightfully so. You're almost 40. And I was like, this is pretty fucking lame. <laughs> I just flew 18 hours, 20 hours to be here. You know, we had a good time. It was, it was very cool. And I was blessed to be flown to India. And I got to see India for the first time. So that was cool. And there was, like, cool dancers. Yeah. We went to, yeah, we went to a really cool spot. Like, we... We're where we were supposed to be. It was really cool. And it was on this cliff and it was overlooking Ooh. the ocean. It was really cool. It was just the company. The company was, was lacking. But, you know, yeah, I was well, driving. That's the con of a zaddy. He's a he's a, he's a dad. I don't even know if he was a zaddy. I don't even know. <laughs> okay, we won't, um, we won't dive. But, yeah, that was, a, that, that was a good one. Can you name him in case we refer to him later? He needs a pseudonym. The actor. Oh, this one. This okay, is the Shakespearean... <laughs> Letter writing actor. <laughs> okay. Yeah. If you don't know the story, I'm going to recap it real quick if you didn't listen to that episode. Emma received a letter after she ended things with this guy who wouldn't say, I love you, right? A letter in parchment paper written in old English in fucking cursive. What I just want to know. Like, seven pages. Se- seven pa- Front and back. Chapters. Numbered pages. Titles of the chapters. This guy. <laughs> Insane. I think we should just call him Shakespeare. Okay. Old Shakespeare. <laughs> I'm here for that. Shakespeare. No. Yeah, so that was Shakespeare. I'm trying to think if I've ever done any others out of the country. I had tickets booked to Paris with an ex for New Year's, and we broke up, so we didn't go, and I was going to go by myself, but at the time, I think I was 19, and my mom's like, have you ever seen the movie Taken? <laughs> I'm like, oh, now I got scared. I, I did Park City, which I thought was so fun. That was like a snowy town. That's a bougie New Year's. Yeah, it was really great. We went skiing. We went to this divey live music bar. I'd love to do that with a group yeah. of friends. And we stayed at the Waldorf, so there was fires and the Vouve tents mm-hmm. and s'mores happening and, and little igloos. It was actually really amazing that was a great new year's Um, i'm into that yeah my my hot take is that new york miami and la are not great places to be on new year's the expectation is high it's too crowded there's not enough alcohol (laughs) there's not enough alcohol there's not they run they run out it's overpriced it's grimy go to park city go to aspen go to mexico tulum india you name it just get out yeah don't go yeah i did miami once for new year's too that was (laughs) another funny story i went on a date with this guy first date we went to soho house in in la it was like my first three months living in la i was 22 and 
I'm on this date with this guy and it was a couple days before New Year's and he was like, what are you doing for New Year's? And I was like, I don't have plans. I just moved here. I have no friends. He was like, do you want to come to Miami? And I was like, okay. Calls his travel agent on the spot at Soho House and goes, what's your last name? Um, Can you book Emma Klipstein on a flight to Miami on December 30th and blah, 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 done. Happened right then and there. And I was like, "Uh, oh, okay. And I went. It's hot, but a red flag. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Funniest thing, I I flew down. We had a great time on New Year's Eve. We spent a few more days there. While we're there in the hotel room together, I think I had a day left. We were like, we actually don't really like each other. After having a great time? We had a great time on New Year's. We were drunk. But when we were sober, it was so awkward and there was no chemistry. We literally looked at each other and we're like, there's really no chemistry here. Who said it first? I think he broached the su- – I was 22. I didn't have the mental capacity to say something like yeah. that. He broached the subject first and I was just like, yeah. I, I think I actually got mad first because instinctually back then I was like, oh, yeah. that's wrong. But hindsight, I'm like, yeah, we had no chemistry. And if someone said that to me now, I'd be like, oh, thank God you said it. You know? Right. But I don't think I left early, but I think he stayed. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's for the plot. For the plot. The amount of things that we've done for the plot. Yeah, but that was a really cool party. We went to Soho House for the party there, and it was a gold party. So everything was just gold. Everyone was in gold. It was awesome. Soho parties now are not it, but they used to be incredible. I went to a New Year's party that was Gatsby-themed in LA, and Soho WeHo has like this grand – this is niche if you guys haven't been there, but it has a grand – You have to be a member. Staircase. <laughs> And it was – they made the whole place look like the 1920s. And they had one of those giant martini glasses. Uh, with someone and, in it? Yeah, like a Dina uh, Montese type girl in it. That. And everyone was dressed to the nines. And they gave out rounds of champagne. Mm. Rounds. Yeah, now you just get one complimentary drink. Yeah. Yeah, I don't go anywhere where I have to buy things. Like, that's just not it. Unless it's someone who rented a room. I just don't. I don't fuck with it. Did you make any resolutions for this upcoming year? Oh, I wanted to get into this. Mm. Okay. No, not yet. <laughs> but you usually do. I honestly, I'm not the biggest. I'm going to make a, a list and stick to it on the dot. I like to reflect on New Year's and be like, okay, what am I grateful for? What did I do that I liked? What did I do that I didn't like? What do I want to change? But I'm not actually, or I haven't yet, maybe I will this year, written out bullets of like, we are not doing this. <laughs> we are doing this. <laughs> you but I cut it out. We are done doing that. I have a suspicion that you are somebody who really puts some time and effort and thought into resolutions and follows them maybe so it's funny yes I always come up with a resolution I've gotten better at remembering them because sometimes I just forget about them to be Mm -hmm. honest fair but here's the thing my birthday is January 31st and New Year's obviously January 1 I usually do my goal setting and my reflection on my birthday rather than New Year's because Mm -hmm. it's so close to each other and I just prefer to look back on a year of my life rather than a year of everyone's life and just what happened this year. Makes sense. Yeah. When it's New Year's, I always – I try to do Whole30, especially because 30 days later is my birthday, so I'm usually skinnier for my birthday. So that's fun. Do you do dry January? Well, I do Whole30. So that's dry. Oh, that that's is? no processed food. It's dry, no processed foods, no sugar, no dairy – it's all just meat, plants, mm-hmm. beans. I don't yeah. think you can have beans. It's all like hunter. If you were a hunter gatherer, that's the the idea. <laughs> no hunter gatherer. Okay. Yeah. Whole foods. I'm a big person. <laughs> if you're at dinner with me, I make everyone go around the table and say what their goals are. Fun fact: 
on January 1st last year. Actually, I think it was January 4th, but that was a New Year's dinner I was celebrating. They asked me what my goal was for this year, and I said to start a podcast. Really? Swear to God. Oh. Yep. On January 4th, 2023, I said I wanted to start a podcast by next year, and here we fucking are. Cheers, bitch. Here we are in a podcast. Yep. You know what? That reminds me of vision boards, which is Mm. something that I do religiously every year. And I've done it physically before, but I find that it's easier for me to do on Pinterest and I find things that are more relevant. I'm really not into going through like old Vogues and cutting them out and Mm -hmm. pasting them on a board. Like it doesn't have the variety that I need. (laughs) Shit to do. (laughs) And this year, it is so accurate. I'm shook. And I'm going to take pictures of my life and my vision board and put them side by side for the carousel. But I was looking at it before I flew out here a few days ago. There is a picture of a girl in front of a mic. It's not a podcast mic, but in front of a mic. Mm -hmm. There's a girl on the beach in a convertible. Just got a convertible. There's almost a carbon copy of a picture of what I took of me and Colin in Paris. We lived there for a month. There's all these synchronicities where I'm like, wow, there really is something to – finding things that you admire, setting them as a goal, and then just letting them go, and they're in the back of your head. Yeah. And working to make them happen. It's crazy how much can happen in a year when you align with your intention. Totally. Yeah. Or even if you don't consciously align with it, because Mm -hmm. clearly you didn't really remember that you put that on your vision board and the fact that it was. If you told me that I got a convertible, for instance, that one is really left field because I didn't even know I wouldn't be in New York. Right. Yeah. That's so cool. I love when that happens. A little manifesting on the side. I think my other goals for the year last year were to read more books, which I did. Mm -hmm. I read a lot of books this year. Do you have a favorite? The Maidens. I just read that. I think I talked about that in another episode. I read it cover to cover on a flight, which is not like me because I'm the slowest reader ever. It's a fiction. Yeah, it's no. by Alexander Michelides, who is the same author as A Silent Patient. Oh. And I they wanna... actually reference A Silent Patient in it. So if you are a Silent Patient fan, definitely read the book. It's is... just a fucking incredible book. It's popular? The Silent Patient was number one in the New York Times bestseller oh. for, I think, a while. I don't know if this one was, but it's the same author. So I think a lot of people, I'm sure, when they read that, they then found their way to that one, which I did. We should each, because you're a fiction girl. I know that you don't like nonfiction that much. Yeah. And I haven't read fiction intentionally in years. And you're not going to make me read a nonfiction book. Ugh, I'm just saying, what if we did a swap? <laughs> what if you, Emma, Ugh. be a little open-minded. Stop. If you guys aren't watching She's video, grimacing, I'm scowling. Grimacing at me. But it's actually things that we talk about on here that's given me a lot of context and perspective, and I think you'd really enjoy it. And I think you're just being a little I outstandish. Like, I like murder. Murder. You listen to my favorite murder for that. You shared your book. That's fine. I'm going to give you mine. Okay. It's called How to Do the Work, and it's all about digging into your upbringing and your trauma and uncovering why you are the way you are. Why are we doing that here? And how to fix it. But do you know why I'm capable of replying in ways that may help? Yeah, but I reply that way too. And I don't read the books. But maybe you should read the book. Why? I don't want to. Well, now you're just being. (laughs) (laughs) This is what we talked about in the life advice episode. I just, I don't like being told what to do. And I don't like it when a book tells me what to do. But it's not telling you. It's just telling you what they do and how it works. Okay, whatever, fine. Don't read it if you don't want to, but I'm just saying you actually might like it and you don't know until you try, and I will read your fiction book, even though you didn't ask me to. <laughs> I'm, like, looking for more things to drink. <laughs> it makes you anxious for some reason. You're like, I don't want to. Fine. I just really don't like being told what to do. This is how I feel about therapy. I'm just like, now. Nah. I'm a Grinch. I'm a Scrooge about 
helping myself. I like to just <laughs> I like to just do it myself. I'm you, a DIY yeah. gal. You like to just raw dog life. I asked Emma the other day to listen to this podcast because I said it was good and she should listen to it. She's like, no, I don't listen to podcasts. I'm like, we we have one. And she's like, I, I like that I don't listen to them and I just talk. And I'm like, Emma, it's, it's good for like research to listen. And she's like, no. Nah. <laughs> it's my thing. I don't listen. I don't like podcasts. <laughs> you just think you can say that. Like I literally only listen to My Favorite Murder. That's the only one I listen to. I'm sorry. I just have a gift. I just – I can podcast without listening to podcasts. My Favorite Murder is something that actually is one of the reasons why we started ours because when we were drunk at Sedell's bonding over it, we were like, we both really only listen to one. And, right. then, and then we said the same thing at the same time and we were like, <gasps> we're meant to be hosts. Do we just become best friends? We don't talk about crime at all. Anyway, <laughs> back on the subject of New Year's. New Year's. Okay, so you've accomplished two of your goals. I know you have are in a long-term relationship, but how do you feel about New Year's kisses? When I was younger, I was a really unruly 17 to 21-year-old, mm-hmm. and I have definitely kissed random people. There's a video of me oh, yeah. that my friends took. Where I was like, hey, film this. And then the clock struck midnight and I went and was just like made out with some random guy. I'm sure they loved that for their New Year's ball drop. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Whatever. They were drunk and they weren't going to kiss anybody. I said, you, do you see anyone you like? And they were like, no. No I'm one like, likes you. Take a video of me. <laughs> You're definitely not getting any tongue tonight. You're not getting that. any. I regret those decisions. <laughs> that was unnecessary. I could have definitely been present with my friends and had a good time. I think I definitely did that too. There's been a few New Year's where I've seen videos of myself. One time, my old best friend took me to a Snapchat party that was bougie. They decked it out. Whoa. They had multiple DJs. So fun. Open bar. That's where they got me. It was an open bar. That's how I gotcha. There is a video of me, and I thought it was so great to Snapchat everything because I was at the Snapchat party being like, <laughs> like just not just the creepy laugh. Prove it. Prove it's it. Like, oh, God. I'll try to dig it up, but I'm so embarrassed, and I am tired of embarrassing myself. That's the worst thing you can do is enter the new year in a moment of embarrassment. Mm. So I'll kiss Colin now. That's why you're supposed to black out on New Year's so you don't remember <laughs> what you did on New Year's Eve. And then you go into the new year, clean slate. <laughs> you don't remember the, anything you did in the last 24 hours. Anyway, back then, fine. If you're in a relationship, okay. But if I was single, I'd probably refrain. How do you feel? I always wanted one. I think I've always, I think I've always had one. I don't remember a year where I didn't have a New Year's kiss. Whether it was a rando. I actually had a New Year's where I met someone. I kissed them for the, our first kiss at New Year's. And then we ended up dating. It was the narcissist. <laughs> but that was our first <laughs> kiss was New Year's. Oh, yeah. Because I remember being like, it's very like Troy and Gabriella. Yeah. Of you guys. Yeah. But then you ended up being a piece of shit. So. It's okay. It's whatever. They're pretty whatever. I just don't know if it's worth losing being in the moment with your friends if you're there with You don't friends. like look for someone to kiss. Like... <laughs> It's like a, it's like musical chairs for seconds. <laughs> it's musical chairs for your mouth. Yeah, and that's risky too. So I don't know. You never know where someone's mouth has been. Yeah, someone might have used it as a seat <laughs> that day. I don't know. I have a better judge of character nowadays. Okay, do you have some of your favorite memories from this past year? Things you're really grateful for? Highlights? Two, yes. three each. Yeah, let's do three each. Okay, number one. Our brunch at Sedell's, the day we started the podcast. I mean, the podcast in general, of course, but I think the moment was the day that we launched our first episode. And even more specific, the first moment I had someone reach out and give us praise about the podcast, I started hysterically crying. Aw. And it was such a long message that was just amazing. And she said, you know, we met one time 
10 years ago, I think. And she was saying that she saw that this came up and how she was going through a similar breakup and how much it helped her. And I lost it. Hysterically crying, called my mom, couldn't believe it. And she said to me, if nothing else, you have helped one person. Mm -hmm. And that moment when I felt that I helped the first person, that we helped the first person, I was like, we are on to something. This is it. This is what we're meant to do. It's funny. I can't remember if I've said this in an episode before, but I want to say it again. I've always had all these hobbies my whole life. Photography, baking, sewing, singing, acting, gymnastics, cheerleading, literally everything. I've done everything. And I always had this feeling that – this fear that if I didn't try everything, I was going to miss out on the one thing that I'm meant to do. And I think that motivated me to try different things and put all of my effort into it to see if that's what I'm destined to do. And this was something I had never tried. We have never tried. And I truly feel, maybe I'm gassing myself up, but I truly feel that this is kind of what I'm meant to do and I'm meant to bring something to the world and help the world and talk and and share my stories. If I can make any sort of lemonade out of my lemons, out of my pain and and help people in that way, I think – I think we've kind of found it and it just suddenly feels like all the gears have clicked and that moment was just really fucking cool. So – yeah, it's a life-changing moment. 2023. That was my favorite moment, series of moments. Same idea, though. Second moment would be this day that I had. One of my best friends was traveling around Europe for three months, and I went and met her in Croatia. And we wanted to do a boat day. And we were looking to book a boat ahead of time, and we kind of were both like, no, let's wait until we meet a bunch of guys, and we'll all go on a boat together, and it'll be a really fun thing. Otherwise, it's just going to be the two of us on a fucking boat. Like, who yeah. wants to also, do that? to pay for a boat. Right. <laughs> and then as we got there, we met people, but no one we were looking to go on a boat with, and we were like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just get a boat for ourselves. And so we got a boat for the two of us, and it was the best day ever her and i were beaming the entire time we got (laughs) fucking hammered we got so sunburned we were jumping into the ocean jumping off cliffs screaming dancing i did a full-on rap for the entire croatian sea like got up yeah i did my salt and pepper rap for everyone (laughs) oh for everyone i'll share the the video there's a video i no, i was just full-on salt and pepper and and it was just like the best day and that was a day where i was truly blissfully happy Mm -hmm. it was just a really 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 great day it was number two number three maybe was when i went to the hamptons with my girlfriends and there was just one moment where i looked around And it was the first time in my life where I truly felt like I had really great friends and I was surrounded by them and we all loved each other and we were just having fun and we didn't need Mm -hmm. anyone else. And we got ourselves there. We paid for the house. We planned it. We got all of our tables and reservations. You know, we just did it. It was my first summer back in New York. The last time I was living in New York, I depended on promoters. I depended on older guys. I depended on everyone else in my life. And it was the first time where I was just like, I wanted to come to the fucking Hamptons. I came to the fucking Hamptons. And it's so nice to be able to do things like that, even the boat too. Yeah. And there's no one to answer to. Mm -hmm. You guys are there on your own. You don't need to adjust to their schedule. Right. You don't need to look hot all the time. Yeah. You can just be yourself and have fun with your friends. And that was another thing. I usually really care about my body in a bikini and, you know, whatever. I was fucking walking around the house naked. I didn't give up 
fuck. So fun. And I just yeah. didn't care about sucking in because usually I am like that when I'm in a bikini and I'm around people, but I just really didn't care because I was just with people that I loved and they loved me. And of course, they would never judge me for my body or anything like that. But it just still was, I had no cares. Yeah. It's like a world. safe space. Yeah. So all in all, this year was about friendships, really valuing my friendships and leaning into them and prioritizing them and new ventures and following our heart and manifest destiny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What were yours? Okay. My number one, I don't know how I managed to do this while living in New York because it would have been my last thought, but I traveled more than I've ever traveled in my life. And when I was writing out these things on the plane, I started crying because I was like, whoa, like that's my life. How did I do that? I have no idea. I still don't know how I did that. I ouch that the podcast is a number one, but whatever. Oh, <laughs> oh, this is in no particular order. Were yours in order? Yes. Huh? One, two, three. What are you? <laughs> You're starting I... with your worst first. Well, I have bullet points. No, I don't have my worst. Start with your best. Okay. <laughs> obviously, tell me I'm important. <laughs> obviously, it's the podcast. Okay. I am really grateful that we actually followed through with this because a lot of ideas that are brought up drunk at brunch are not fulfilled i did not doubt that it was going to happen i know you say that you're shocked that i sent you like studios and times but when i left sidell's i was like cool i we're starting a podcast i was blocked out (laughs) (laughs) i'm also like you in the sense that i did everything growing up and some and am totally into trying new things and hoping that one sticks i have a similar fear it's not that i have a fear of not trying everything but just not committing to the one that works Mm -hmm. so i'm very much that's why saying the studio things i was like okay we're doing we're doing that now and i'm really grateful that we aren't just shouting into the void we're talking to you guys and we're entertaining you guys we're helping you guys while you clean your dishes and while you drive home and while you i'm gonna cry (laughs) stop i'm done crying it's not fun for anyone it just means a lot and it's a similar feeling that I had when I was 21 and I started Raya Swim and I got an email for the first time from a girl being like, I don't know if you'll ever see this, but you changed the way that I feel about my body because I saw a model in stretch marks. And that literally changed my life. I was like, oh my God, I can help somebody by doing something that comes natural to me. And I chased that feeling for years and I finally found it again doing this on accident. Right. And it was those DMs that we were getting of being like, I'm dating a narcissistic man and I didn't know until you guys talked about it. And now I'm getting a divorce and all these crazy things. We're like, whoa, we're just like sitting here drinking, talking about our lives. And now people are getting divorces and we're empowering them. That's nuts. We're going to start partnering with divorce lawyers. We got to cut. <laughs> <laughs> this is brought to you by Amy James. Yeah. 1-800. Quit them. <laughs> Dump them. But anyway, it's crazy to do something out of gut instinct and then actually have a response and it's not just our moms listening and i'm so 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 thankful that you and i followed through and that you guys are here listening to us just talk (laughs) shit (laughs) and figure ourselves out while you guys figure yourselves out and it's this unsaid sisterhood that we all have together and men you you guys too of course yeah and obviously the gays just Just anyone who's listening anybody you for fucking listening yeah thank you that was huge highlight so that's obviously number one no particular thank you (laughs) i was like what tops this okay and then number two in order I said I've never traveled so much and that was so exciting. My entire life I wanted to travel but didn't come from a family that did vacations and didn't come from a family where we had the means to do so. And I was always embarrassed to be around people who were really well-rounded and well-traveled and I hadn't seen anything but the United States. 
I got to go to the women's retreat in Bali and spend time alone with myself in a safe space and engage, I don't know, with myself and whatever spiritual aspect I have. And that was so incredible. I can't even express how much that meant to me. And then I got to see Mauritius, which was this crazy island off the coast of Africa. And I got to try street food in Malaysia. And I got to snorkel in Mexico. And Mm. I got to live in Paris for a month. And I got to see one of the oldest cities in Europe and Italy. Like, I don't know how I managed to do all of that. But I am so grateful that I got to experience all of those different cultures and see those things. And... I can't wait to do it again. Hopefully I figure that shit out again because it feels like a glitch. Like, who did that, man? (laughs) Cool. So I'm really grateful for that. And I'm really grateful for traveling with Colin and not killing each other and the comfortability to shit in the same hotel room. That's (laughs) difficult. God bless. God bless it. The third is maybe a tie. I think this one plays into the other two. But starting to listen to... My inner child, which I kept hearing in therapy, I was like, yeah, all right, she's there, you know, like she exists, but actually listen to whatever it was that I needed and helping heal myself because I had a lot of like really hard moments in the past few years revolving around family and doing something to put myself first to genuinely work through it and heal myself is a luxury and something that I'm grateful that I was able to start doing and actually that I faced and started doing instead of just continuing to shove it away and be like, she's inside it's great and actually looking at what is wrong with me and taking steps to console myself and be gentle with myself i think i'm always really hard on myself and i think this year i've been a little bit more like okay you need a break yeah you take a break babe yeah it's a great fucking year it's a great year great year but obviously there were some pits some pitfalls throughout the year always is always are what was your biggest or at least one of the biggest that you have faced and worked through i feel like it was kind of recently i think a few months ago i had been ghosted and my sister's getting married next month i'm about to turn 30 and i was feeling incredibly lonely and i was at my aunt's 60th birthday party It was just one thing after another. I was A, there alone. All my siblings had their significant others. And I was kind of watching them all just talk and laugh. And I was kind of left out of the conversation. And it was just really coming down on me that I Mm. was not romantically where I thought I was going to be at this point in my life. Thrilled where I am professionally. But romantically, it's just not where I thought I was going to be. And I know we had the episode about aging and talking about being okay, not being at the perceived milestones in your life that correlate with certain ages. And I've been fighting with myself internally to try to not be upset about that. But the reality of the situation is, is it keeps fucking clawing its way back in of just like, what the fuck? I really did think that I was going to be married by now and I just wish that I was. And I wish that I had a better answer when people would ask me these questions. And that night, someone thought that I was my sister And they were like, oh, when are you getting married? And I was like, nope, not me. And then another one, you know, I'm I'm not my sister's maid of honor for her wedding. And that was really hard to deal with. She chose her best friend. They're extremely close. And it makes sense she chose her. But still can't really help but feel hurt that my sister didn't choose me. So that definitely hurt. So then someone else that night had also asked me, 
what her dress looks like and what we're doing to prepare and if I was excited to be her maid of honor and I said, nope, not me again. And then someone else asked me if I was seeing someone and or said, is that for your fiance? And I said, nope, that's my sister. And then they asked me if I had a boyfriend and I said, no. And it was just like one thing after another and I just fucking lost it. And I wasn't even drinking that night. I was DDing and I went to the bathroom and I was inconsolably crying. Like I could not stop crying. I'm going to cry now. I couldn't stop crying because I was just like, why isn't this sticking? What am I doing wrong? Like, you know, it was the it was the whole thing. Um, I'm just not feeling like enough. But yeah. that has since changed. That has since passed. And I feel very good where I am romantically right now. And I'm extremely happy with the person that I'm seeing. But yeah, that was really fucking hard. And it was like a lingering feeling that I had been feeling all year. But it definitely came to a head that night. But it's something that I plan to kick in fucking 2024 and just focus on on I actually fucking hate this I was just gonna say focus on me but I just did a question sticker the other day and someone had asked me if I was dating or if I was focusing on me oh and I started to respond and then I said wait a minute why the fuck does it have to be one or the other that's true why does it have to be are you focusing on yourself or are you dating you can do both And it takes finding the right person who's going to be in your corner and allow you to flourish and bloom and grow. You don't need to date someone or focus on yourself. You can do the work in yourself. You can progress in your life at the same time as in your relationship. You do not have to pick one or the other. So I will not just be focusing on myself in 2024. I'll be focused on growing myself and my relationship and just growing in general. Everything should move simultaneously. It does not need to be one or the other. That was super well said. I think that's a great point. As I'm crying. (laughs) Um, No, that was – also, you look pretty when you're crying. You're fine. (laughs) That's a wonderful point. And yeah, when you have the right person, it's not one or the other. They're helping you and encouraging you to grow and vice versa. So yeah, yeah, great point. It's such a misconception and something that we're like trained to think. and Mm -hmm. so not true. Shouldn't be true. Glad that you evolved. (sighs) If you could see yourself at the start of – last year would you be surprised by everything that's happened this year i mean yes especially with the podcast i feel like i went 360 this year because 180 no kind of 360 just full circle i feel like i went 360 because last year new year's i had just really gotten over that breakup the hawaii breakup And I was starting to feel good about my body again and myself and I was eating again and I was confident and the depression was gone. So I was in this really empowering state. I ended up getting into a relationship with the narcissist. I ended up feeling bad about myself and then work was just crazy and then we started the podcast. So all these things happened. These amazing things happened. I dated someone else. He ghosted me. I was down again. Trial and error. But I'm I'm just saying like there was a lot of up and downs. Yeah. I feel that same sense of empowerment that I felt last year. So that's why I say 360. Oh, I see. Yeah, I I feel like I'm in that same position of choosing me. But yeah, I would absolutely be like, what the fuck? I for sure feel smart about my relationships and how I approach relationships. And I feel better about myself. That's for sure. That's a 180. I'm looking at relationships differently. I'm looking at my love life differently. And that's mainly because of the podcast. That's mainly because of what we've unpacked, what we've (laughs) talked about. You're my therapist, actually. (laughs) You guys are my therapist. All the research I've done, like everything I've learned this year about myself and about relationships, that's a 180 for sure. My EQ is so much higher (laughs) than it was last year. Yeah. That plays a crucial part in dating for sure. What about you? What was your worst part? (laughs) I mean, as we know, if you guys have listened to the previous episodes, I've had a wild year 
with my family. It's been really rough for the past few years, but this year it all kind of came to a head where my parents were battling each other in court and I was going to potentially have to testify. And while I was living this life in Paris and loving that, getting to experience something I've always wanted, I was also crying with sticky notes and a lawyer trying to work out what I was going to say on the stand that my father would hear and it would be the last things he'd ever hear from me. So that sucked uh, dick, to be honest. (laughs) But I didn't wind up having to do that, thank God. My mother got what she deserved maybe less than what she deserved she should have whatever it is what it is it it ended and I think that I've had to work through so many emotions that I never expected to even have to encounter in my human experience like they are brutal emotions but it has helped me grow and evolve as shitty things always do you know and I'm not gonna say I'm grateful for it but At the end of the day, I'm grateful that I have the ability to separate myself from him and his family that made me feel so uncomfortable, like I was swallowing things for years. So it's been a balance of fighting those sad emotions and then feeling liberated from something that I felt so uncomfortable in for a really long time. So that was probably the shittiest part. But there's a silver lining. It's just – it takes time and – you know, it's like grief. So that sucked. But I've had a lot of good times. So (laughs) – balance focus on balance balance baby yeah well on that note what are your resolutions for 2024 Mm -hmm. let's bring her home in 2023 aside from in this studio i'd like to drink less (gasps) that's on my list too i'm into wine i'll still have wine i feel okay after wine but liquor i don't know who i am i don't know her i do not know that girl i love her i adore her but she needs to be put down humanely She's got to go. Okay. So working on her for this podcast also. I'm working on um, that. Exactly. I'm working on not saying um. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a bitch to edit out. That's it. That's what I got. What do you have? Drinking less. I didn't drink for like eight days last week and I felt so fucking good. I woke up one morning and I got on a call and someone was like, how are you? And I was like, I'm fucking great. And I, he was like, why? That's so weird. And I was like, well. Because I haven't drank in eight days. <laughs> I just felt clear-headed. And it was just really nice. And I, yeah. you know, like I said, I am starting to see someone. So we're in that stage of where we're drinking a lot and we're going out and having fun. So it's kind of hard right now. But once we get into that normalcy, but yeah, I need to drink less. And it's mainly for my health, for my skin, for mm-hmm. my mental clarity. It's not that I think I have a problem or anything like that. It's just truly for my health. Uh, I think at my age too I lose two days after drinking yeah I have a hangover and then I have a groggy day it's just not worth it yeah it's just not worth it I'm sorry but we're not in our early 20s where we can down a solo cup of vodka and be great the next day like I'm down for the count yeah no so that I want to work on my consistency Mm. across the board across everything that I put my mind to I just want to be consistent about it working out the drinking eating healthy whatever it may be whatever I'm putting my mind to even if it's just finishing my to-do list. I love that. I want to be consistent because it's a habit that I always have is I go so hard in something and then I'm like, okay. And then I stop. And then I have a lull for a month. And I just want to stop doing that. I just want to be the person that does all these things and that's a part of my character and a part of my personality. It's the key to success. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have anything like specific other than I want to push myself this year. I want this to be, you know, what's the, um, the quote? It was like, um, fuck. It's like this year the universe gave me this, but next year he's going to make me happy. <laughs> no, I, don't know. I don't know that one. <laughs> I'll drop it in the reference photos. I don't know. It's something good. But I just 
I'm ready to have this be the year. Yeah. And there's one – there's not even a quote. It's like an Instagram viral thing and it's like if you push yourself for six months – and you go just MIA for six months and you put your head down and you work, it's got years of yeah. benefits and I, that's very true. So And then you're unrecognizable that. after. Yeah, it's yeah. so it's so true. Anytime yeah. I've just been six months, I've been like, sorry, I'm busy. And also <laughs> in the grand scheme of life, that is such a short amount of time. Yeah. I actually said this to my roommate five years ago. No, not five years ago. Wow. Nine years ago. And she laughed her ass off at me and she always gave me such shit for it. But – my biggest thing when I'm making a goal for myself or starting to do something and I'm like, I'm going to not drink for 30 days or I'm going to work out for 30 days, what you have to remind yourself is the time will pass anyway. Mm. The 30 days are going to go by no matter what. So you might as well just make that a part of the 30 days. The time's going to pass anyway. It's true. You don't want to look back and be like, oh, I should have been doing this. Yeah. It's better to be like, I fucking did it. Yeah, 30 days. That's it. Or whatever. A week. The time's going to pass anyway, so you might as well just incorporate it. Tell us your resolutions. We will yes. hold you accountable. Over the next few episodes, I'm going to check in. I'm going to be like, <laughs> where are you? We're going to find your ass. Like, like, we, like we did the men in our comments. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you guys know that, but we started pinpointing addresses. It got wild. <laughs> Refer to our Instagram. We're going to do it with your, with your resolutions now. We're going to be like, is that a drink in your hand? You said you weren't going to drink. <laughs> we will check in and we will hold you accountable. Happy New Year. We wish you all the most amazing 2024 Let's fucking crush it. Let's do it. Let's no go. Water. I can't cheers you with water. Ready? There's still a sip left in this. Oh, perfect. Cheers. cheers. And also cheers with us at home. We're going to hit the mic. Ready? Clink. Clink. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>